This is BC Worldwide, a podcast of overseas instruction and counseling. We report on the biblical counseling movement around the world. I'm your host, Andrew Rogers. On today's podcast, we hear about the work of OIC to train biblical counseling trainers in the Middle East. And today we have with us Paul and Kathy Holritz. And Paul serves as the... Vice President of Academics and Development at the National Theological College and Graduate School. Which stands for NTCGS. And we are actually in Alexandria, Egypt right now with a couple of cohorts going on at the same time. Very good. So I wanted to talk to you guys just a little bit about the history of NTCGS. How did NTCGS come into being? Well, NTCGS was a um, kind of a campus that was away from the main campus of what was then called Piedmont Bible College. And I was serving there as the executive vice president. And so in those administrative duties, I was asked to go to both of the campuses. One was located in Bangladesh and the other was located in Cairo, Egypt at that time. And so I had to go over to host the, the accreditation team. And in the process of coming over here, they would always ask me, would you please teach a class while you're there? So the college, uh, the campus here, the extension campus, really was a ministry, a subdivision of Piedmont. Uh, but after a few years, they realized the financial burden of keeping this college was too great. And so they began a teach out program. And when the students and some of the uh, founders found out that this was what was going to happen, they decided to form a board and rename the school. And that happened in 2006. We were coming, I was coming from 2002 onward. But then in 2006, this board was formed and the school was renamed National Theological College and Graduate School. And, and what is it that uh, NTCGS, I mean, the, just the main purpose for the school? The, um, the primary focus of the school in our mission statement is to train national believers to evangelize, disciple, and plant churches in their own country. Uh, 2 Timothy 2.2 is our theme verse, and that was our objective from the beginning, and it's been marvelous to see how God has helped us see the fulfillment of that mission. And, and where are you located now? Well, we are located right now in three countries in the Middle East. That would include Egypt and secondly, Jordan. We started in 2008 in Jordan. Uh, then there was a great desire to be able to train others from the majority, what we call the majority religion in this part of the world, but that could not be done in Egypt or Jordan. It, it's against the laws of those countries. But there is one country in the Middle East where that can take place, and that's in the country of Lebanon. So in 2011, we started our program there, and what's been very interesting is to see the development of this go from just reaching Lebanese to 
reaching Syrians across the border. So they are now coming in, the majority of our students are coming across the border and studying with us in Lebanon. Then in 2015, uh, we began a program in East Africa, uh, specifically in the country of Uganda, but we wanted it to be a regional program. So we named it East Africa from the beginning. Uh, we have now most recently moved that training program to Kenya. It's more centrally located to all of East Africa, but not only to East Africa, but to the entire continent of Africa. And we are excited about the growth of this school. We will triple in size this fall, God willing. And uh, we're very, very excited about the potential of this. Hmm, that's great. And I know one thing that I've noticed about the two of you, you have a, a wonderful um, just a disposition toward the students. And you genuinely love the students. And you, you do more than just run a school and educate and train, but you really get to know them and get to know their lives. You get to know their families and so on and so forth. And Kathy, can you just um, share with me a little bit just about that, that just that whole, that, I mean, because that, that is a, in some cases, it can be a very unique aspect of an academic uh, setting is, is really getting to know the people. So yeah, we, we do what we call academic advising with each of the students individually. And it's a time when we go over their grades, but then we want to find out what are their needs? What about their families? What are their concerns? Um, what ministries are they involved in? And so we get to talk with them and they do become like our family. Some of them like our children to us. And um, we get to bear their burdens. And, and we, we tell them because when we're not here, when we have our devotions together, we bring out all the lists of the students and we pray for their needs. Well, we've written all of those down. And I think it, it really helps the students to know, you know, they care more, not just about our academics, but about our lives and how they can help us. And, and so we do, we just love it because they're, they are our family. And, and so it's, great to be able to be part of their lives and see how God's working. And that's an encouragement to me also. And I, so I assume you, you have seen that as an incredible strength of the program uh, to be able to invest in their lives in that way. Um, and so uh, at some point you had decided to add to the curriculum because the primary curriculum would be mostly like an MDiv type of curriculum. It's actually a master's in biblical studies. Yeah. Okay. And that's, uh, and so we're focused on old Testament survey, new Testament survey, biblical studies, hermeneutics, theology, uh, and then just how to minister the word. And so at some point you had decided to add a biblical counseling component to the program. So, um, talk to me a little bit about just how, how did that come into being? Sure. Uh, one of our uh, presidents who is now with the Lord um, when he was a pastor uh, Wayne Vanderweer was one of his youth members so he had known Wayne for many many years and then when Wayne decided to to establish OIC uh, he asked uh, Dr. Nuttall to be on his board 
And then the two of them, as they talked, they realized, well, biblical counseling could be uh, a really viable option for us here in the Middle East. And he talked to some of the nationals here and the end result of that was we actually started a major in biblical counseling. That was uh, back in about 2006 or seven, I think it was that that was started. And we carried on that program for, for years. And we, um, we then realized um, that perhaps it would be best, it seemed like the numbers were diminishing, but our passion was still to have this biblical counseling. So I said, all right, if we can't have it as a major, could we do it as a minor? And at that time, we decided to add three different minors, one in counseling, one in ministry, and one in, in education. And that seemed to work out really well. And I think I, God willing, we, we hope to see this increase. I wrote you last week from Kenya yes. uh, because some students there had expressed interest in a counseling program as well. So once we get that program rolling this fall, uh, we will obviously advertise that uh, this is a possibility. But this particular student wanted to start immediately. So I was glad to hear there was something available in her country where she could get training in that area. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, when, when I f first came here and saw what was going on in the Middle East, and you see that God is at work, but there's still such a need, and the people are, are suffering from persecution, from um, not knowing how to handle God's Word. So we've come to teach the biblical, you know, studies and all of that. So they're saying, how do we apply this? How can we help other people that we're working with and so that they can use it in their own lives? And um, I think you too have seen how much in our Syrian students that are just in this war and they, you know, they, they'll text us and say, pray for us, the bombs are dropping around us right now. And the stress that they're going through. So this biblical counseling has just been a way that they can say, I can take this to the people I'm ministering to and be able to help. It opens a door for them and um, they feel like they can handle the Word of God and know how to apply it practically when they get these counseling classes. Which then I, has given them, I imagine, has given them great opportunity to evangelize Absolutely. and to strengthen the church and so on and so forth. Yes, they, you know, the ones that have remained in Syria, so many of the Christians too left when the war started and our students there say, you know, our families want us to leave but we have never seen God work like He is right now. And how many of the Muslims are coming to Christ? So we're staying, even though their churches have been bombed, some, some of our students are doctors and their offices have been bombed, they're still staying because they're saying, God is working and we wanna be a part of this. And so when they can use what they're learning to share with those people, when the, God has opened the door for the Muslims to listen and want to know what God is doing, it's just a great, it's a great thing. It's fun to be a part of. It is. Yeah, and to watch God use that. Yeah, that's great. And, and that's what I, I see in you certainly as an excitement of, and I think to a certain extent, a, an amazement, an awe of the sense of just what God has done and how he has used NTCGS to train and equip a number of people and then to watch them 
take that ministry into their homes and into their countries and into their churches and then to just watch and, and, and just be a witness to what God is doing. Absolutely. And, and even now the believers are saying, you know, we've shared and now we stand back and watch the next person take it and what, what's going on. And it's just one after another after another. And when, when I first, you know, if in the States you hear Middle East and you think, you know, the terrorists have taken over and, you know, all the Christians are hiding behind bushes. That's not what it is. And once I came here and I said, God is, is working so strong. The Christians here, they're brave. They're standing up. They're being a witness. And yeah, I told Paul, I, I want to come back. I want to be a part of this because God is at work. And if we can help a few of them to learn the word of God and be able to take it to others, that's exciting. Well, and I want to give you an opportunity to share a little bit more about that and just thinking about a, a grace of God moment in the, in the life of a student or just through the school. Um, if you guys would like to t- just take a moment to share a story or two uh, of just how God has worked in different students' lives. Um, I guess I'll go back to our Syrian students. We have one, one of our students who actually was captured by ISIS and he was able to get away and he he is always one to to do the hard thing for God and to go into hard places and he was coming to the classes coming across the border from Syria into Lebanon and a friend was coming with him and when they got to the border the Syrian um, guard said to his friend you are the age that needs to be in the army and they took him right at the border and took him away and so when our student came, he asked the class, please pray, because we don't know what happened to him. And so we didn't know for six months until we came back for the next module. And I asked what happened. And he said, God has planned everything. He said, the man was taken, but he was put into the company and had the same um, sergeant or whoever was in charge that that this, our student had when he was in the army. So he went to him and said, please don't put him on the front lines. Help, let him help you in the office. And so the man did. So it kept him safe. And um, our student and this man wanted to go to and witness on a college campus, which is against the law. But they went anyway, and they had to be very careful, and they would, they would go often to do this. And one time when they went, the police came up. What are you doing? Why are you here? And the man that had been in the army pulled out his ID and showed the police that he was in the army. And the police said, oh, fine, carry on. And our student said, do you know, if he had never been taken and put in the army, then when we got to the campus to witness, we would have been put in jail. But because he had that ID, the police left us alone. And, And just to see how God had planned all of that, which looked like, something really bad, but he'd use that so that there was a, a chance for them to witness. Oh, that's wonderful. Paul? We just were reminded again today in our staff meeting um, of Hanny's story. Hanny is the founder of our undergraduate division. Hanny was, um, came from a very difficult background, and uh, he was sitting in a restaurant one day in one booth and behind him in another booth was a believer 
who was witnessing uh, from the United States, he was witnessing to a Muslim. He was sharing the gospel with him and Hani is listening to this story and listening to the gospel. He never talked to this American, but he was so deeply moved by the story that when he got home, he got down on his knees and he prayed, Lord, if you are real, I want to believe and trust in him. And so he was saved accidentally. <laughs> and uh, he said, I didn't really mean to get saved, but yeah. I heard the story and I did. <laughs> and so he went back to the hotel where this coffee shop was and he asked the hotel people, could, I, could you tell me this American, where is he? And they said, oh, he left and returned to the U.S. They wouldn't give him his name or anything. And so to this day, Hani has no idea, and nor does this man have any idea what impact that faithful witness would bring about because Hanny was turned upside down that day. Now, for about 10 or 12 years, without any training, Hanny started teaching the Bible. What he taught was what is taught here in Alexandria, where our campus is, where we uh, teach our students, uh, is what's called the allegorical method of interpreting the scripture, which is really a non-method of interpreting the scripture. There are no rules. You get the scripture to say what you want it to say and you fit it into your outline and basically anything goes. And that's what Hani did because that's what is common here in Egypt in most denominations. They have not had any good training on biblical hermeneutics. So um, again, providentially, Hani came in contact with NTCGS. He enrolled here and as he listened to the professor teach about how to interpret the scripture, once again, the Holy Spirit convicted him. And he realized, for 12 years, I've been leading a Bible study and teaching people that not, was something that was not the truth. It was not based on the Word of God. It was based on his interpretation of the Word of God. So he had to go back to that group and apologize to them and teach them. Most of them stayed with him, but many left because they said, how can we trust a man who's changed his teaching? Well, to make a long story short, Hanny came to our school, graduated. He started an undergraduate division. Uh, today, that school has about 80 students in it and has graduated uh, five cohorts of of students. Uh, we have hundreds of graduates now, and God has used this man in a wonderful way to, to transform the landscape here in the Middle East. So how can we pray for you? For strength. We're old, <laughs> and so we don't, we don't want to stop, but we need the strength of God to be able to continue and to be able to train others to take our place. And so we appreciate the prayers. And pray for God's provision so that we can continue to increase uh, the impact, uh, not only here in the Middle East, but also in East Africa and on the continent. 
that God will allow us to see more and more nationals trained. And a long story in East Africa, but we'll save that for another day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want you to know that it's been a privilege um, to know you for the last, um, maybe we could call it several years now, um, but it's been a great joy to be a part of NTCGS and just seeing what God is doing. Thank you for your faithfulness. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, and it's just, uh, again, it's just wonderful to see what God is doing through his word as, as you depend on it, as you see it as authoritative, inerrant, sufficient, and that's what you proclaim, that's what you teach, and you're training and equipping people to do just the same. And the church will be strengthened, and uh, more people will come to know the Lord as a result, and he will glorify himself yes. um, through that faithfulness. Now, you aren't paying me to say this, Andrew, but we are thankful for OIC and the training that they are also doing around the world. Uh, when I first met Wayne, uh, it was just wonderful to see a man that was taking the Word of God and training people how to use it in counseling, which is so needful. So thank you to you as well, Andrew, and what the ministry is that God has given to you in this part of the world. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. This is BC Worldwide, a podcast of overseas instruction and counseling. You can learn more about the biblical counseling movement around the world at bcworldwide.org, where you will find encouraging and informative videos and articles. If you would like to know more about the ministry of OIC, go to our website, discoveroic.org. Will you consider giving to the efforts of OIC to train biblical counseling trainers around the world? If so, you can give electronically through our website. Additionally, if you'd like to keep up to date on how you can pray for us, please go to our website and sign up to become an OIC Insider at discoveroic.org. I'll speak to you next time at BC Worldwide.